0: Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org. Now, here's something I want to tell you. The, the I'm a guy, I like overtime wins. Anybody like that? Anybody like a game that goes into overtime? Come on, y'all are better than that, right? How many of you guys like to watch a game, be a part of the game that's going in overtime like it's crunch time? Anybody like that? Now, here's me. I, I like overtime games, but I don't like overtime life. You know, when I think something ought to happen before it happens, and it doesn't happen when I think it should, or I need something, and all of a sudden, like, God's late. Anybody ever been there before? I don't like that very much. And kind of, when you're when you're involved in that, it kind of feels like, getting your shot blocked. Kind of like this guy. offense Irving drives, hop step inside, close it up, misses. Rebound taken by igadala igadala to Curry, back to igadala up the wall. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the Oh my goodness. Great pass by Curry, running hard by Iguodala, and superhuman defensive recovery by LeBron James. A lot of times I feel like Andre Iguodala. I'm going getting somewhere, the goal is inside, at the last minute something happens and it doesn't go the way I want it to. See, I think all of us like an overtime game, but we don't like life when it enters into overtime. And I think we get really frustrated and tired when we think something should have happened and it didn't, or God should have come through. And we, we're kind of like that kid in Walmart. You know what I'm talking about? All the stuff's hanging on the side, on, on the side of the, 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 the checkout line. There's all those trinkets and candy and all of that. And because they're with their grandparents, well, this wouldn't happen if you were with their grandparents. Because grandma and grandpa would say yes, right? But they're with their mom and dad, right? And they're, they're, they're mom and dad, and, my, and, and they go, I need that. I want that now. And mom and dad's answer is no. And then what happens? I want it now. I need it now. And you're behind them like in line, and you're trying to get someplace quick, and it's 15 people deep. You know how it is. And now you're late to whatever thing you're supposed to be to, and the kid's throwing a temper tantrum, right? You're like, oh, my gosh. But we get like that. And when we watched this story of Jairus and his daughter, I saw several things come to the surface. Number one thing I saw was this. Desperation can never be satisfied by mere religion. It can only be satisfied by Jesus. Because there's something you probably didn't catch there in the, in the skit. In Luke 8:41, it says this. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the, the, a leader of the synagogue... He was a religious guy. He went to church. In fact, he led church. And he realized that there was, what was going on inside of a religious ceremony wasn't going to fix what was wrong with his life. And so all of us had to come to grips with the fact that just because we're from the church doesn't mean bad things don't happen. And just the ceremonial ritual following things out, I'm not gonna fix things. I'm not gonna make it right. No matter how much I give in the offering, no matter how other things, some things about my life aren't gonna be fixed because I'm doing I'm doing activity, I'm doing rituals. I have to allow those things to lead me to a relationship with Jesus. Kids, just showing up to church is not gonna fix it. Knowing the person of Jesus is what fixes it. Knowing Him. See, encountering Jesus brings about a win. Even sometimes it doesn't look like it. Another thing I saw was like he looked like he was delayed. And then disappointment set in. Jesus on his way to, to heal Jairus' daughter and he stops. It's a desperate time for Jairus. He needs the caucus ticking. And, and he stops to take care of somebody else's problem. And some of us have felt like that too. Like, you know, God's taking care of everybody else, but what about me? How many of you ever seen somebody else have something good to happen to them and you're like, I need God to do something right now. I need him to fix what's broken in my life and other people keep getting what they need or what they want and it's not happening for me. See, when we feel delayed, discouragement and depression shows up. This lady shows up and she gets healed and Jairus is waiting. Can I say something to you? God's ability to help you isn't hindered by him helping somebody else out. And you shouldn't be frustrated and wore out because he is helping somebody else out, even though the clock's ticking on you. And in Luke 8:49, while Jesus is helping this guy out, it says this. He was still speaking to her, and a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told them, your daughter's dead. There's no use troubling Jesus now. You know what just happened in that moment? Jairus's shot got blocked, and it went into overtime. Regulation ran out. The clock expired. His, his, the game was over. And that's discouragement. And that's depression. And that's awful. And there's one part of the story where it says this, that when, when he got back to his home, people were laughing. How many of you guys ever got, have had something bad going on and people around you are no help whatsoever? They're, they're laughing at you. Something bad's happened to you. Something's going on at school. And, and instead of people helping you, they're making fun of the situation that you're in. Anybody ever been there? Well, this cool thing about knowing this guy named Jesus is this. Even in those times, when you encounter him, he brings about a win. Because he, got, he offers something to these people in overtime, Jairus and his family, that the other people can't offer him. And that's assurance and encouragement. And Jesus offers those things to you today, assurance and encouragement, to keep you near him. He, he says this to Jairus while it's going on. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be oh, able to be paid. You're worried about some medical problem that's going on. You're worried about the condition of your family and the relationships and stuff like that. Jesus is like, don't be afraid. So you feel like today the time's ticking. Some of you feel like today, like the time already ran out. Something about your life's never going to get fixed. It's never going to be quite right. But Jesus has got it. I promise. He says, don't be afraid. Just have faith. The word faith means to simply know God, to trust him. It's not, some, it's not a religious term. It's a relational term. And he, he wants you to be near him. Every one of us in the room, he wants us near him. Verse 52 says this, the house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop weeping, she's not dead, she's only asleep. Some of you are wore out and tired because you have a different perspective on what's going on in your life than what God does. You think it's already over, God says it's not over yet. You think it's already tore up, Jesus said it's not, I'm I'm just about to fix it. Some of you think, think it's messed up, see, encountering Jesus brings about a win, even after the end. Look at your neighbor and slap him a high five and says, Jesus brings about a win. Even after the end. Tell him, even after the end. Huh? It says this in Luke eight fifty four. Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned, and she immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat to prove that it was really her. She needed some grub. She needed some sustenance. He's like, help this girl out. But the next line is what's really important. Her parents were overwhelmed. Some of you this morning, Jesus wants to walk in here and go, Take my hand, X. It's going to be okay. You might think it's over, X, but it ain't. Get up and walk with me. That's what he did with Jairus' daughter. He's like, get up. He, He took her by the hand. Huh? Some of you have been walking around a really lonely life. You're really frustrated. You're really tired. Somebody ditched you. Somebody betrayed you. Some doctor's report didn't come out right. And even when you thought other people would be there for you, they weren't. And this morning, the message to you is this. Jesus wants to take you by the hand. He wants to inject life into what's messed up about your life. He wants, to, he wants to overwhelm you and your family, you and your friends. And even when it looks like it's, in, it's at the end and the clock has run out, it hadn't really run out. Jesus is still at work. He's just about to do something that's going to overwhelm you and overwhelm them and overwhelm everybody else. That's the message of Jesus from the story of Jairus. Winning in overtime. Look at your neighbor and go, what? what? And then, then t- t- tell them this, X. say, it's true. It's true. It's true. You win in overtime with Jesus. You can sit down, X. Thanks for helping me, man. So listen to these words. How do you win in overtime? Listen to these words from 1 Corinthians 8. Everybody say, he. He He will keep you strong to the end. Big capital H there. Jesus will keep you strong to the end so that you'll be free from all blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. Important piece here, man. Some of you think the clock has run out and it's all your fault. Guilt and shame hang all over your head, and God's saying, no, I got you. I'm going to keep you strong. We're going to make it to the end. Don't give up now. Keep walking. I'm going to alleviate that off of your head. He'll keep you from blame on the day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. See, this isn't the end. The end is not yet. We have a perspective that, 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 that God's about to do something bigger on the planet that's it's ever happened before. Listen to these words. God will do this for he is faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, He's faithful. To do what he says, say, tell him, he says, so. he says so. And he, now listen to this next line. And he has invited you. Now look at him and say, You. He's invited you. Listen to these next words. This is awesome. He has invited you into partnership with his son. If you're with Jesus, you're on the right team. If you're with Jesus, you're in the right space. If you're with Jesus, it's okay because in the end, he wins. And encountering Jesus brings about a win even after the end. Are you with me? So, what do you do now? How, how do you move forward? I want to talk to two people this morning. I'm going to say three things. Number one, I want you to trust God and his word. He says so. All along the way, Jesus kept offering Jairus encouragement by his words. And he's given you his word this morning that he wants you in partnership with himself. He's given you partnership that he will accomplish what he said he would accomplish, that he would take care of you. He'd never leave you, never forsake you. Trust God's word. Number two, realize that delays aren't the end. Realize this morning that even though things haven't happened the way you want them to, even though time is ticking, maybe some of you have lost a dear friend in some capacity or another, a parent, a grandparent, a, a, something else is going on. A, a marriage has collapsed. Maybe you got bad grades. I don't know. Maybe it feels like, man, it's just over. Listen to me. Jesus says it's not over. And I want you to trust God's character because here's why. He's faithful. His, you can trust his word because of who said it. He's faithful. He never leaves. He never forsakes. So I'm talking to two people this morning. Number one, I'm talking to you who don't have a, this is kind of funny after last night's thing, uh, those of you who don't have a go-to guy. Time's ticking on your life, and you don't know where to turn. Time's ticking, and you don't know which way to go. See, when Jesus, when Jesus is on your team, and you're on his team, you got a go-to guy. When things are crunch time, you put the ball in his hands and great things happen. But if you're not with him on his team, you don't have that go-to guy. And I want to talk to you about being on his team because he wants you. We just read that. In partnership with himself... And the way you, 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 you get through a, a winning and overtime situation is like this. You come to Christ, and you come to Christ in, in, in one way only. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth that he is who he said he was and that you, you, you need him or you need another fix. You need him more than you need help from another friend. You need him more than you need even your parents. You need him more than you need your next paycheck. You need him more than you need your next meal. You need him more than all that. And you you get on his team by saying, Jesus, I need you. It's almost like he's picking teams, and he's looking for the person going, me, over here, over here, Jesus, me, me. I want on your team. Let me be on your team, Jesus. And here's the thing. Jesus always has space on his team. Always has space on his team. The bench isn't filled up yet. The locker room's not filled up yet. Some of you have been ditched all of your life. You've not got picked for any team. And Jesus is saying this, I want you on my team. So if you're not on his team yet, you simply believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. You say, Jesus, I've messed my life up. I have lied, I have cheated, I've done all that crazy stuff. But Jesus, I want to be in connection with you. I, I need you on my team. I need somebody I can go to when it's crunch time. And I'm also talking to a couple other people real quick. I'm talking to some people who are, who are this. You're on Jesus' team, but you're in some kind of delay. Something didn't happen the way you thought it should happen. You're really frustrated, you're really tired, you're really weary, you're really messed up, and, and, and you, you just need some encouragement and assurance that Jesus is going to come through. This morning, we want to encourage you that Jesus is coming through. He is faithful to his word. He is good to go. He will always make good on what he said he'd do. Always. Always. Look at your neighbor, slap my high five, and say always. I'm going to ask Jay to come up here. I'm going to ask members of our prayer team to immediately come here and Make themselves available. If you're of ministry workers, we might have some kids come up. Here's what I want to do. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. I, I want, I want to ask you some questions. If this morning you're sitting here in this sit, prayer, people, come on. Don't wait. I just told you not to wait. Come on. Anybody who's on our prayer team, we just need you. I, I, I flubbed up in communication this week, and I told somebody we didn't need prayer team, and I told them. Then I realized we did. My bad. If this morning you're sitting here and you're like, "I'm not on Jesus's team yet, but I want to be," would you do me a favor. Would you just be so bold to pretend like Jesus is up here picking teams, and you want on His team really wide? And hey, would you just throw your hand just straight up in the air? I'm not gonna make. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Make funny bomb, make anybody do anything. I promise. I just want you to acknowledge that Jesus that He's He's it. Like I want on His team. Anybody here want to be on Jesus' team and you're not on Jesus' team yet? The ones who aren't on Jesus' team, who's not on Jesus' team yet? We want you on Jesus' team. He wants you on his team. This is like you going, Jesus, I want on your team. I want on your team. Thank you for those hands. Anybody else? Anybody Put those hands up. Anybody experiencing delay? You're on Jesus' team, but you're in some kind of holding pattern, some kind of delays going on. Something's not happening just like you want it to, and you're frustrated, and you're tired, and you think time's run out and all of that. Time's run out on your whatever, your, your health, run out on your finances, run out on your relationships, run out on whatever. Let me see your hands. Anybody? Anybody like that? Okay, get ready, prayer people. You ready? We're going to worship Jesus. If you raised your hand... We want to introduce you to Jesus, number one. Number two, we want to pray some encouragement and some assurance into your life. So would the rest of you stand with us? Jay's going to lead us in some worship. And if somebody's got out of the way and come pray, would you let them, would you even escort them down to come come to come find Jesus, or come interact with Jesus? Would you do that? Because encountering Jesus brings about a win. Everybody stand with us. Kids, if you need some kind of prayer, don't be afraid. We got some of your leaders here. Let them pray. Let them pray with you. Father, right now as we worship, we pray, God, that those who aren't on your team yet would suddenly find themselves on your team. God, we pray, Father, for those experience some kind of delay would suddenly find, God, that you're showing up, that your assurance and your encouragement is right beside them. Your presence is going to make good. God, your faithfulness is going to show up. Lord Jesus, your grace and your mercy is going to be there. And that, Lord Jesus, no matter what they've done to create this scenario, you're going to evaporate guilt and shame and all of that stuff, Jesus. God, we thank you and we trust you and we bless you. in your great name we pray. While we're singing, if you need prayer, let us pray with you, okay? Let's sing. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.